beloved, you are now tuned in to Three Black Men, a podcast by three black men where we talk about theology, culture, and the world around us. The following content may not be suitable if you ain't real enough. Listener discretion is advised because real recognize real. Here's the hope when we look familiar. Welcome, everyone, back to the podcast. My name is Robert. I am Sam. And hey, this is the Three Black Men Collective, the podcast. (laughs) And uh, Trey won't be here on this episode, but we have... It has something to do with Arby's. I'm just (laughs) playing it didn't. (laughs) But we have a special guest. Uh, Hey, writer, author, creative... uh, you be doing spoken word too. Extraordinary. Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Nina Argon, thank you for being here. Yeah. Thank you for thank having you. me. Two black men today. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for coming. <laughs> right, right, right. No, I just uh, have enjoyed following you over the years, the way that you carry yourself, your creativity your honesty about different uh, ailments and different things has been uh, refreshing. And yeah, thank you for how you move in the world, truly. Man, likewise, um, like I was saying, I've followed you for a while and I think you've you've given a lot of people like me that sense of um, freedom to share those types of things and yes. to be vulnerable about whether it's physical, spiritual, emotional struggles, um, and to still feel like welcome and loved. So mm. I'm I'm I feel like I'm not on Robert levels yet, but I'm hoping like that's like my goal in life is to. I think to that's a lot of people's kind of goals. <laughs> <laughs> like right? me and Trey still like trying to reach those yeah. goals. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate y'all for real. I so we have been talking about liberation this all the season, and the guests that we have brought on have really helped to mine out all the different ways that liberation can come to us, that we can think of liberation. And so in that vein, uh Kita has a new book, Love Can a story of God's superpower helper. And as we get into this, I think it's so fitting because uh, it revolves around the the work of the spirit. Mm. And I have been thinking that for the past couple of months and thinking about the season and the role of the spirit as a liberator, the role of the spirit as that comforter, uh, that, that, that one that sticks beside us. Mm. And so Hey, I love, I have so many kids books here. (laughs) Um, Like if somebody came into my room, they would think that I have young ones, but I have a lot of kids Mm. books. So I, I love this book um, and reading through it and uh, taking in the material and I'm grown. So um, (laughs) the first question that I really want to set our time with is give us a little backstory on why this book, uh, this, Mm. this, I think is the third book in mm-hmm. in your series, but yeah, why why and why now? Why that's good. Um, 
Uh, thank you again. I'm. This is the third book in a three book children's series. Uh, the it's like a love series, the love of God mm. series, if you will. And um, the first one, Love Made, really didn't start out with me. When I wrote it, I didn't think it would be a children's book. I wrote it um, just out of a time of prayer. I was pregnant with my now seven-year-old daughter. And um, my one of my best friends uh, was having a baby shower and had asked me, hey, do you have any uh, spoken word pieces you could perform on children? And I was like, I, no, I've never had kids. This is my first one. So I don't have anything. And it just so happened that the morning of that shower, that baby shower, I just was praying, like I said, and the poem, which is basically the first book, kind of just came out, you know, um, in my journaling and uh, as a poem. And and I was like, well, hey, I could probably read this one. And she was OK. So and by the time I read it, everyone was crying in the room. And I was like, man, maybe this could turn into something. I don't know. Um, and I didn't have any connections in publishing or anything. I have no idea, had no idea, you know, how to go about that. So I just prayed about it. And then um, I did have a friend who does like a video animation. So he was willing to do like a video animation to that as I did the, the voiceover for it. And um, it kind of did really well on YouTube and you just never know. Sometimes you throw stuff out there and, and that one just did really well and uh, got picked up by different publications, which led to me getting agent and going from there and him being like, this should be a book, but then it turned into a three book series. So <laughs> it was, it was cool. I was, right. I was happy with that. Yeah. Um, I had really like right before the agent reached out to me, I was like, Hmm, I wanted to pray about, you know, children's literature, because like you said, Robert, I've, I mean, I've really enjoyed children's pictures books since I was like single, like didn't, yeah. wasn't married, didn't have kids. <laughs> yeah. Like I've just really benefited from them, especially in times of like really intense suffering or mm -hmm. depression. Like sometimes yes. that's all I can ingest. Like I can't do like a heavy thinking, like I just, I, I it's just don't have enough emotional, mental mm -hmm. capacity. So um, I did pray about, you know, maybe I can look into it. And then sure enough, that agent reached out to me. So um, the series basically just looks at, in a very concise way, the Bible mm -hmm. storyline um, from pre-creation, creation, redemption, and and now this third book, the, the Holy Spirit's work in our lives. And so the first one, Love Made, is, well, all books start out with the same line. Um, before God made the heavens and the earth, he lived in perfect joy. He delighted in himself, one forever existing perfect being, Father, Son, and Spirit, all one. So each book starts out with that line um, of God delighting in himself and being in a relationship of love pre, you know, before anything. Uh, so the first book, Love Made, is about the overflow of that love within uh, the Godhead, you know, making creation. Um, and then the second book introduces the issue of sin and what Jesus did for us, how he was a friend of sinners, a friend of children, uh, what the cross means. And and in the paradigm in the second book, Love Gave, um, it's really about friendship. Uh, the mm -hmm. fact that our sin keeps us from being able to be friends with God, but God made us to be friends with him. And so it presents a problem and how Jesus, uh, his work for us allows us to be friends with God uh, again. And then this third book, Love Can, that just came out, um, that is, okay, well, now what? <laughs> you know, now mm -hmm. once Jesus went back to heaven, you know, what the, the really 
the the pain point I think for the for my daughter at least when I was writing this she was probably four is like one I can't see the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. so what are you talking about um and then two is just the typical like man mommy it was hard to share with my neighbor today like I didn't want to share my toy or this boy said something mean to me and like I don't know like I, she, my daughter's very emotionally honest. I feel like she's more than I am. Um, so she'll be like, it's just hard to love people. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so she's articulate too. I love it. in the videos. She, she'd be sharing. She's like, oh yeah, you to get this personality. <laughs> Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. The promo video for love. Yes. I said, you better come and like, get oh. one. She, <laughs> she is here. Okay. She's like, cause we've done, we've had to do church virtually, you know, when we lived in Tampa for so long that she would see her dad or our pastor like preaching virtually. So she'd be like, when is it my turn? Like, is it my turn this Sunday? I'm like, well, not, not quite your turn. So when we do finally put a camera in front of her, she's like, all right. Here we go. <laughs> Camera's on. We yeah, if y'all see the second promo video, or the promo video for Love Gabe, all we did, I wish you could see the outtakes, because all we did was say, JL, can you say love gave us? Three words. Love gave us. And she's like, and God is love because the birds and the spirit and the <laughs> city. And then she was like, I love like it. she was performing a spoken word piece or preaching. I don't know. Um, sorry, this I got off topic. Sam, this is Sam's daughter, too, just by the oh, way. This oh, is really? it's like oh a precursor. God. That is literally yeah, what literally. she's going they to need be. to meet. Samaya yes. turns four in April, and that's her. She is theatrics in yes. Yes. It's like, um, okay. That's yes. funny because when I was little, I didn't have that personality at all. But um, I love to see it. Anyway, sorry, tangents. So okay. uh, Love Can is about the Holy Spirit and um, basically the, the same, the same kind of Trinitarian lens of love, same lyrical style. It's all through poetry. Um, spoken word's really always been my my beginning and and the place where I've gotten pretty much all my opportunities to write and edit. And so uh, all three of these children's books have that same sort of spoken word style, my style, and um, for kids, you know. And this this third one, Love Can, uh, instead of doing a like a friendship paradigm, I I switched it to superheroes. Cause we all want to have a superpower and we all love superheroes including grown-ups and so um it's kind of taking that idea that uh like what jesus said in acts one that that this power would come upon his disciples to be his witnesses to the ends of the earth um and then in the book of john of course that this god the father would send a helper Okay, so it is hard to share my toys. Guess what? It's hard for mommy to share money. It's hard for, you know, it is hard to forgive when that boy says, okay, it's hard for mommy too. Okay, we have a super power helper that God has given us as love to live inside of us so that we can know how much God loves us and experience that. And also so that we can love others the way that Jesus did. And so um, I tried to concise, uh, put all of that, summarize all of that into a 400 yeah. something word book um, for, for kids. And I'm happy with how it turned out. I wanted like, so you mentioned a couple of times the simplicity and I absolutely love that. Um, one of the things that I, I, I love descriptive language, but I love that you were able to describe so well, I feel like the Holy Spirit, um, but and very simple for children mm -hmm. that would be difficult for me is that something like uh I know I know you said you haven't really done this before you mm -hmm. had your your first child so is that something that you've like 
kind of been working in that vein to hone in on or is that like purely like the holy spirit coming in and helping like <laughs> how have you how have you uh yeah in? so the first book was like truly just prayer boom journal and literally it turned into a book like and sometimes that happens you know um but a lot of times and for sure with this last book love can it's just multiple doing multiple drafts you know getting feedback and my main muse and and i i, I genuinely consider myself a student of my daughter um so the things that she's says, whether it's something she's struggling with or some truth that she says, I, I'm, I'm I want to pay attention as a parent. I want to lean in and um, consider, like I said earlier, what are the pain points for, for a four-year-old? You know, what are the things a four-year-old's wrestling with theologically, uh, mentally, relationally, um, and see, see that, pay attention to it, and also see myself in it as well, because um, there's this, I forgot what I was reading from Sandra Cisneros, the, the woman who wrote The House on Mango Street. There's a different book, um, and it, in her book, the protagonist is like, 11 or 12 or something and she the protagonist says like when you're 12 you're also 11 you're also 10 you're also yes. 9 you're also 8 all yes. the way like so seeing myself in that 4 year old like I'm also 4 mm -hmm. you know um so I would say a credit to my daughter mainly mm -hmm. but also um the neighborhood kids we were around like we had an amazing neighborhood in Tampa where um people especially during the pandemic like just got together and we were just always always around kids and so I just pay attention to their conversations their arguments mm -hmm. like um that that's always informing anything I write whether it's from a child's perspective or two children um and this this one I wrote love can I wrote like kind of in the height of the pandemic. So I felt creatively, there were absolutely no juices flow. Like I was just, we were mm -hmm. all in a weird space and I definitely was. That's also when I was dealing with um, a lot of surgeries and, and chronic illness and all this stuff. So um, I just didn't have the creative juices, but I, try, I was like my first manuscript, I think I was just trying to do too much. Like, try, let me teach everything I know about the Holy Spirit <laughs> in 400 words. And my agent was like, like no, ma'am, <laughs> no, ma'am. the brakes. This is a child. <laughs> Rewind it back. <laughs> right. Restart. Let's focus on what and I'm like. Oh, well, as I look at scripture, I mean, if you see this, the story of scripture as a story of love, um, then the spirits, I would say the spirit's primary work is for, as Romans 5 talks about, that the love of God has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, whom he's given to us. Like what? Like that, you know, this, yeah. the love of God poured into my heart through the spirit. And then also the, the power that I need to be able to love like Jesus. Mm. Um, so I don't know if that answered your question, but I, I would yeah. say it's been a process. And as I've seen my daughter grow, I've, really just tried to pay attention and and learn from her so that i can have the inspiration to write this stuff yeah, yeah that's that's beautiful and i loved hearing that just as a creative myself you know both sam trey and myself we are creative so i love mm -hmm. hearing other people's process in how they create uh yeah. these things it's it is inspiring <laughs> i will say that and i i wanted to ask about your relationship to the spirit and how you would describe mm. that right and and thinking about like you you talk in the book about all the things that love can do and even describing the spirit as love that you know there's evidence of 
I, I want to pull back the curtains. What is your relationship to spirit like? Mm, um, and what yeah. has it been and what what is it now? Yeah, so what it used to be coming <laughs> Okay, at, yes, I, give us the tea. <laughs> <laughs> let I love it. You, let me tell you a more funny story first, but it's funny, sad. Um, I was in a very like fundamentalist, like white reformed as like far as to John MacArthur as possible. If there's like a spectrum, like that side, um, <laughs> y'all are both you speaking nodding your language. heads so Man, hard. Listen, you know that can't listen. listen. You know exactly what you're talking about. So yeah, like, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. So I was, yes. I was in that for like what six years. And, you know, prior to that, um, just my upbringing and some, some of the, the trauma I had experienced um, regularly. Um, yeah, I, it was almost like I was perfect for that environment because I was going to be very compliant and <laughs> I was going to be very compliant and um, receive what was what I didn't realize at the time was spiritual abuse and emotional abuse. Um, I received it readily. Right. And so in my mind. It, yeah, at the same time, I would say that I was growing, right? Like I was learning, the spirit was still present. I loved God. I loved people. Like that was evident. Like I'm, I'm always had, you know, felt like the spirit's always given me that, that heart for hospitality. Um, but uh, my funny story is I, I remember one time I did a mission trip to Honduras and uh, within my broken Spanish was like lied about something. Like I, I wanted to make it sound like I was cool um, to one of the teachers. And I was like, yeah, I surf. And I was like, because I'm from Florida. So like, I just thought that would just, and then like I got convicted but be, coming from the background I, and the environment I was in, like it took me days of like, God is going to strike me down like Ananias and Sapphira, like done, like I'm going to die. And then I confessed it with fear and trembling. And they were like, you're fine. Like, it's okay. Like, <laughs> I forgive you. And I was like, Whoo. so that's kind of like the mindset I had. It was a, a lot more fire and brimstone and um, and not that I didn't experience the love of God at all. I did, but that was kind of, uh, before. So I would say right now I'm in a space, a way different space. Um, yeah. So I, I'm in trauma therapy and I have been for about a year or so now. Mm -hmm. Um, and before that was in counseling and things like that, uh, since 2019, uh, basically 2019 through, this past summer, my husband and I went through trauma after trauma after trauma that broke us in the way that we would describe it is God had us take several seats, um, whereas we were very busy in ministry, very busy with saying yes to a million things. Um, God took those things away through my chronic illness and and just having to say no um, because of just constantly being in the hospital and blah, blah, blah. So um, in the process of that dealing with his aunt and uncle from Colombia getting deported after being here 20 years, um, wow. dealing with that trauma, dealing with my my grandmother passing away, who was the matriarch of our family, dealing with the loss of friendships, the you know, just it was just boom, 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 one thing after another. And um, in that, I felt like God slowed me, has slowed me down the last three, four years, um, has sometimes <laughs> felt like forcefully slowed me down um, because I, I want to produce and I want to 
get my value and my worth from what I can create and what I, uh, what income I can generate. And I want to be able to prove, um, to my parents, even though neither of them are saying this, like, I want to be able to prove to them that I'm something, you know, that I, that I made it or that I, you know, that their, you know, blood, sweat and tears and immigrating here was worth it. Um, all that they did for me. And so uh, I've put that pressure on myself uh, more than they have put on me. Um, but anyway, as I've been in uh, trauma therapy, I think, oh, I'm seeing, I'm experiencing the spirit in a different way in that I'm learning about uh, emotional health, not just intellectually, because I've read books, you know, but mm -hmm. I'm actually learning to give space for, for particularly my rage. And uh, that is not something I've ever felt safe feeling or expressing um, before, because uh, that was not uh, something I was allowed to do um, as a kid. And so um, as I'm learning to hold space for the hard emotions or what we would typically think as the negative emotions, um, as I'm learning a little bit more about my story and, and, um, the traumas that kind of have been, you know, in it, in them, um, I've created, or I've really developed a habit of, acknowledging going through a process every single night, basically doing my breathing exercises because I, I suffer a lot from anxiety and um, bouts Same. of depression. Yes. Um, you know, going through the, okay, I acknowledge, I feel um, angry and it could be something that happened in like 2015. I don't know. You know, I, I'm thinking of like, I, and I can't let it go. I acknowledge, I feel angry I validate that anger. It's valid to feel that. It doesn't have to be reasonable. I don't have to reason myself into thinking it's valid. It doesn't have to be um, even logical. It doesn't have to even be right um, for, for it to be valid because I'm valid because I'm a human and uh, made in God's image. And, and then um, I give myself permission to feel X, you know, whatever this, this emotion is. And then, um, and then I say, Holy Spirit, I invite you after I do that, you know, and then a lot of times I'm doing breathing in between because I do tend to slip right into a, a panic attack. So uh, for, for like, as I'm, I have complex PTSD, so it's like yeah. a thing. Um, so Anyways, um, my experience now has been like, okay, Holy Spirit, I invite you into this really ugly feeling. I invite you into this anger. I invite you into, even if I'm lusting, like I invite you into that too, because uh, not just, I need you and, and, um, and I want, I know that, you know, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So I know that Jesus knows what it's like to feel all of these things. Um, and certainly his spirit does. He, he groans for us with uh, uh, groanings that are too deep for words. And um, so anyways, that I don't know if that answers your question, but I feel like it's uh, it's kind of transformed into um, a constant invitation of mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit to to speak into my story, to speak into um, my emotions, which is a whole new wish thing for me. And um, and also to feel that sense of invitation from the spirit, whether it's I'm watching something or I'm reading the word or whatever it may be, just these moments where I'm like, that was from God, like that's the Holy Spirit, you know? Before Sam, Rob and myself were podcast co-hosts, we were friends. This podcast grew out of a friendship. And honestly, it's grown into something more of a podcast. It's now a community. 
You can take part in that community at patreon.com slash three black men, all the way spelled out. And in that community, you'll get early access to episodes, bonus content like writings, videos, even some live conversations that you can take part in. In the event that you'd like to support us but aren't ready to commit to Patreon yet, you can submit a one-time gift via PayPal, where you'll find us at 3blackmenpodcast at gmail.com. However you choose to support, we're thankful that you did. Let's get back to the show. I want to say here, thank you for sharing that and being vulnerable with that, because I think often uh, my take on how the spirit was taught to me was either as a tool to be used uh, for the glorification of Jesus or like this thing that's used, right? Like this, this hammer, you know, and um, because of all of the traumas that I have experienced um and the things that i have gone through in my body and different things i don't need a tool like that i really do need a friend like Mm. that that sticks beside me and yeah um and because of all of the ptsd and -hmm. abuse that i've suffered i have needed the connection between the spirit and that emotional intelligence and that emotional help Mm -hmm. um yeah, I need spirit in a dynamic way. So I yeah. I thank you for connecting that. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah, that's good, man. I think it's so fitting though that like you wrote this children's book about like how the Holy Spirit works. And here we are talking about how the Holy Spirit is literally working in our lives actively. Mm. Um, which I think to me, like reading the book is refreshing at times especially when you mention about how sometimes when you're in about with depression or anxiety and I'm the same way where it's just tough to digest things and I just need things simple simple I just need something laid out I don't I can't I don't have the bandwidth to sit there and tussle Mm -hmm. with SAT words and trying to get deep no God I need you to be tangible and to meet me where I am um And I think it sounds like to me, like just listening to you talk, like you're experiencing this superpower, right? This superpower of the Holy Spirit, like actively right now in your life, right? Like um, in the moments when you need him most, the same things that we would want to explain to our children so simply, like how well the Spirit works. Sometimes it's just hard to put that in words, right? Um, But here you have a book right that without the context really just kind of explains you know the process of what you're going through and what we all experience every day with the holy spirit and god being active in our lives so um i think that's awesome um i think that's amazing uh also because well you know smile before i have another one levi he turns three this year so some of these things just like really trying to explain to them in simple forms it really helps um but also Samaya is like really um she appreciates representation like she can't say though like that mm-hmm. but she noticed when she sees characters that looks like her mm. um yeah. that's so, funny I was gonna ask about that in the book too look at you. yeah like so when so they have a bookshelf full of books in their room and whenever it's time to read a story she always goes for the ones that look like her like those, mm-hmm. those are her favorite ones. So I also want to say thank you for creating um, a well put together simple book uh, that 
is relatable, but also like just seeing people that looks like my daughter that just helps that draws her in even more. Wow. So wow. Um, that that is amazing. <laughs> Can you talk about that process and how yes. intentional that was <laughs> yes. uh, with you know, you open it up, it's brow, it's brow skinny, brow yeah. skinny girl. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, yes yeah. sir. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it was always intentional from the beginning, from the first book. Um, as the first, my first children's book was my first book, period, as a published author. So in the process of, you know, communicating between editor and illustrator, I didn't know I actually had like a voice that much of a voice like which sounds silly because like no it did you know y'all paying the bills right (laughs) is it okay if maybe we just put a little more melanin in that um and that's kind of how I approached it with first like and my husband had to be like you know it's your book like it's it's your book (laughs) so I was like oh anyways so um the first one shows like a brown or black you know Adam and Eve like and Mm. then they kind of look like me and my husband um but that's intentional anyway sorry that was a spoiler anyways uh in the second book (laughs) love gave um we talk about the work of Jesus how he's a friend of sinners and we have brown Jesus of course for reasons that I feel like I don't really need to get into here I mean you already know um and you know the vibes right yeah like my you know a lot of podcasts I'm like well first yes so uh and then also wanted to show a lot of kids uh my friend Romel Ruiz, he's Dominican. He's the one who illustrated the second one. He did such a great job. You got kids with cornrows. You have like Asian kids. Like it's super like trying to show just so that any kid can pick it up and be like, Jesus loves me too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third book, Love Can, it really centers a dark-skinned black family and a, a girl, dark-skinned black girl. And I wanted to really have that, um, not because I'm dark-skinned, not because my daughter is, although my husband is, um, but because of the lack of representation for that specifically and the colorism that exists within our communities. And uh, as well as, you know, you guys know, moving in white evangelical spaces, sometimes it's explicit, sometimes it's implicit, but this looking down upon on the black church or the African American Mm -hmm. church. So we have a spread in love can of the girl, uh, it kind of just shows in the illustration that she's in this uh, traditional black church setting and being Mm. ministered to by the Holy Spirit. Um, So yeah, I wanted to as much as you can be a little bit subversive with with the with the children's book illustrations mm-hmm. and my this third book was uh, was illustrated by Adam Grayson um who I barely had to explain anything to. I was like, I'm kind of thinking this. And he's like, oh, I got you. I, I grew up in a black church. He's white. He's like, I grew up in a uh-huh. black church. So he's like, I got it. And he did such a great he job. He did so. his good work. I was going to say, Hell, he understood Adam, the assignment. He definitely understood the assignment. I just the back and he was white. I said, <laughs> Adam. Yeah. <laughs> he was in his bag on it. I was, everything was, I knew exactly what was going on. And I was like, okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, I knew he would do, I had seen his work prior to the yeah. publishing company reaching out to him I was like yes I think he'll get it but then I didn't know his story and I was like wow mm-hmm. I didn't okay. I did what's that meme like I did not know your game before that like I did not I respect <laughs> thank you for that um so yeah that that's important to me to have the brown skin Jesus to have especially in that last book centering that black uh dark skin black family yeah. um and yeah my daughter sees herself as well and I mm-hmm. love I love 
thank you for that feedback because I yeah. do love hearing from parents and seeing little videos of kids like that's me I'm like yes it is you yeah it was um, so funny because yeah. I opened the book and I opened it and she was like oh, daddy she looks like me I was like yes no. my, she does look like you is that for me yes uh, yeah it can be for y'all <laughs> absolutely yeah and that is her just tell her that yeah. that's her yeah <laughs> no that's that's one of the the best feedback um yeah. to receive so yeah awesome. thank you yeah i think the last major question i have and one thought on that is uh the representation piece before i ask my question is the beauty of having these resources coming out um especially in the past two years, I feel like there's been this mm. overwhelming um, push for representation. And, yeah. you know, Little, Mer Little Mermaid comes out uh, this summer mm -hmm. and watching the reactions yeah. of Black yeah. girls it has been so heartwarming. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but I think of even like Moana and different, you know, different mm -hmm. things and even in Kanto and uh, just Black and Brown girls being able to see themselves um, mm -hmm in uh art um the the last question i have for you is where do you see your artwork going your you know in the various forms whether it's spoken word mm. written books you started as a children's author do you want to remain there like just mm. give us a vision what, what? <laughs> yeah. i just have to thank you for asking that i spoke to an editor of a different publishing house just had a quick conversation with her the other day. And I, I wrote a piece of fiction and I'm trying to figure out how to get that published. Um, it's cause it's not like explicitly Christian. I would like it to be in schools and things like that. I don't have connections in that world. So I'm just praying at this point and trying to see who, who knows who. Um, so I had a quick conversation with a lady who's like been in the industry for forever, black woman, amazing. And um, when I, I, I told her at the end, like, thank you for encouraging me to write in other avenues, because yeah. what I'd heard before was that you need to pick your niche and stay in your lane, figure out your lane. And if it's children's books and publishers see that this is what you've done is, is picture books um, for kids, then you need to just stick with that because that's where you're going to. And it's true. Like I could and hope maybe I will. And hopefully I will continue to write in that in that space as well, because I think kids are the royalty of the kingdom. Um, so I don't I don't take it lightly. But at the same time, like you mentioned earlier, you guys are creatives. I'm a, I'm a creative like I'm I'm always I have like three to five ideas in the back of my head mm. at all times that may, maybe I don't always have the opportunity to execute on, but they're there. Mm -hmm. um, I want to tell stories. I think my sense of calling um, has become a lot more clear in part because of the chronic pain. And, um, and that sounds weird, but it's like I've slowed down so much and have had to say no so much to what, what I felt like I was on this pipeline to like evangelical fame if that makes sense like the the the, yes, the bible right. teaching woman yes yes in yes. that state. it's a like, bag I, i'm not gonna lie it, it is, is it's a set career path and as Man. long as you don't ask no questions <laughs> yeah you tell so, no and lies, I, you could be in your back <laughs> and and i think for I, that's where i was going that's where i was going and then god shut it down with my health um, the beginning of 2012, really 2019, but then the beginning of 2020 was when I had my first surgery. And so long story short, um, yeah, I've basically just had to say no to everything anyway. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. um, 
that has given me somewhat of a freedom in this season to be like tapping into what I think has been there all along, but that I've felt like I needed to fit in a certain box because it's this pipeline of like career and this is what I need to do and this is how I need to speak and this is what I'm going to do and teach and blah, blah, blah. So all that to say, when I spoke to this editor, I was like, man, you know, a lot of people have said, stick to your lane, pick your lane and stick, you know, stay in your lane. And she was like, honey, the the highway is your lane the whole highway is your lane and i was like oh thank you like that that's super encouraging um because i do I, i've written fiction at this point it just hasn't been published so nobody's read it except for the a few people in my life and my agent but um i i want to write novels in verse i want to I want to try everything. I want to write short story. I, I would love to go back to school and, and get a degree in creative writing if possible, or even just to take classes. Um, I could, I, honestly, I could care less about the degrees themselves. I just want to learn. Um, so, and I want to try my hand at, at anything. And like I said, I start, started as doing spoken word um, since high school. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just, I, I'm open to what God may have. I think, um, in the last three to four years of like mystery, darkness, trauma, where are you, God? You know, this the silence of God is a song to me, type of thing, like mm. lament, lament, lament. In the the last three to four years of that, I feel like um the fiction, the storytelling, that's what's really mm. grabbed me. Whether or not it was written by a Christian, it's it's like those books that have been uh, willing to be honest about the human struggle. Um in a have ministered to me and and ultimately have led me closer to God um, in a way that I don't think I have been before. So um, if I can be um, that voice in a way, like I feel like my calling is to offer the gift of empathy through my words um, by by doing the hard work that um, that a lot of people don't want to do, to be honest, um, which is yeah. that inner work that yeah. um, let me explore my wounds, my woundedness. Why do I react in this way? Why, you know, um, do, doing that work in trauma therapy and counseling and all that stuff um, so that I can better understand what's happening inwardly and then be able to articulate that for, for people. Because I think that's the biggest piece of feedback I've always gotten, not just with children's book, but like with poems I'll share or whatever I write is like, man, that poem you did, like you said something that I've been experiencing that I didn't know how to articulate before. So to me, that's like the biggest um, compliment. Like I want to yeah. be able to offer those words and then to also offer hope, like ask mm. those questions or oh, how does, what does God have to do with this? Or mm. how, how might the spirit interrupt this or in, intrude in this story? Or um, anyway, so that's kind of like what I feel like I want to offer, not just in my writing, but in my presence in friendships and relationships mm. um, in my neighborhood. Like I, I want to be that person. And by God's grace, I think I have been um, in a lot of ways, but I want to continue to grow in that and and to explore different writing categories that, that I really was too afraid to try before. I feel like a little less afraid now because I'm like, I don't feel, you know, chained to a certain, like, uh, I keep saying the word pipeline, but like a certain path. Um, okay. Yeah. So I, I want to just encourage you on that. And then I'll turn it over to Sam is, uh, I was thinking two things. One, a brother just asked on Twitter today, 
um, for minority creatives, he was asking mm-hmm. about, do you feel this pressure to stay in one genre, um, even though you feel talent in other areas? And so I think this will be inspiring um, to people and knowing that you can really, you know, as Katie Cannon says, do the work your soul must have. And mm-hmm. the sky is a limit in testing those boundaries uh, of that thing. And um and then as you were talking, I was just thinking about Bell Hooks and mm. talk about multi-talented. Bell, mm. it's like some of my textbooks uh, in college were her art um, interests. And she's like an art, like, like historian and different things like that. But then she also has this other nonfiction side that has nothing mm. to do with this art side. Then she has this theology piece. And she just was like a master of a lot of things. So I was just thinking that as you were talking, like, no, you can really try your hand at a lot of things, but yeah, no, that's, (laughs) I was going to, I was going to ask if there was uh, something to give, you know, for the creator that found themselves in a, in an awkward space where it feels like God might Mm -hmm. be shutting some stuff down or if if there was some word of encouragement, but it seems like both of y'all have already given um, plenty of encouragement. Um, I, uh, Keena, want to thank you again for your time. Um, it has been a pleasure to grace this platform with you today. Um, the book is amazing. My daughter loves the book. Um, she sees herself every single time. So, and that just warms my heart that, you know, um, that, her seeing herself points her to God. Uh, mm. And I noticed a recurring theme uh, at the end and even, even the beginning, you were saying how you want to be, you want to give the words where people aren't able to articulate necessarily what they're going through. I think there's something very prophetic about that. Um, mm. I've noticed those qualities in Trey and Rob all the time. Um, mm. So much that they have this ability to just put into words what people feel um I think it sounds like you are doing that right like you you've listened to your daughter to see what her needs were Mm. um that's a work of the Holy Spirit right um you know what I'm saying like so there's so much that's not really a coincidence I feel like that's just sort of how all of this came about right in the book um just your quest to keep pushing forward is amazing we meet so many amazing black women and to meet another amazing woman of color that is going through so much but still finding her voice and using her voice um using your talents um to bless the lives of others um can you let us know where we can find you where we can connect you where we can find the book all of those things (laughs) sure yeah thank you for the words of encouragement I felt like this wasn't a podcast I felt like I was just hanging out with you guys so I really really yeah likewise really appreciate that um (laughs) takes all the pressure off so um but yeah thank you and um I my website Kina Aragon it's Q-U-I-N-A Aragon is A-R-A-G-O-N.com. Um, I'm mostly active on Instagram, uh, Kina underscore Aragon. Uh, you can find me there as well. And, and the book, all three of my books are pretty much sold anywhere books are sold, um, mm-hmm. online, Barnes and Noble, wherever, uh, Amazon, of course, uh, or you can, for this most latest book, go to my website or lovecanbook.com. Mm. Well, thank you. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you.
we appreciate you rocking with us for another episode of Three Black Men. Here's the part of the show where we ask a favor from you. Now, earlier I mentioned a couple of ways that you can support us by joining our community over at patreon.com slash three black men. We have multi-tiered support options and you can get bonus content. If you don't want to do that, you can submit a one-time contribution by finding us on PayPal at threeblackmenpodcast at gmail.com. But we ain't here to tap your pockets. Here's a few ways that you can help us out without spending a single dime. You can stop what you're doing right here, right now, and make sure that you've left us a review and a rating. Don't just give us the five stars. Go ahead and write out how much you love this show and tell everybody about it. Do it on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you at. Make sure you leave that rating and a review, and that's going to help even more people join the fun over here. Thank you so much. I knew God loved you for some reason.